0: my uh john's gospel the 20th chapter verses 19 through 29 just for context on the evening of that day the first day of the week the doors being shut where the disciples were for fear of the jews jesus came and he stood among them and he said to them peace be with you he had said this uh when he had said this, he showed them his hands and his sign. The disciples were glad when they saw the Lord. Jesus said to them again, peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, even so I send you. And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, receive the Holy Spirit. He says, if you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven. If you retain the sins of any, they are retained. Now Thomas, one of the twelve called the twin, was not with them when Jesus came. So the other disciples told him, we have seen the Lord. But he said to them, unless I see in his hands the print of the nails and place my finger in the mark of the nails and place my hand in his side, I will not believe. Eight days later, his disciples were again in the house, and Thomas was with them. The doors were shut. But when Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you, then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here and see my hands, and put out your hand and place it in my side. Do not be faithless but believing. Thomas answered him, My Lord and my God. Jesus said to him, Have you believed because you have seen me? Blessed are those who have not seen and yet believed. Thus far the scripture. God, we give you thanks and we give you praise. Now, God, we ask you to bless us in this preaching moment. I pray, God, that you stand up in me today so that as a shepherd of this flock, we feed your people, we feed the sheep of this pasture sheep of the people gathered together online we pray in the name of Jesus that you might speak a word specifically to, to this congregation and by extension oh God the body of Christ at large but God I pray today in the name of Jesus you speak to us with power with clarity so that we might understand that you are with us and as long as you're with us God everything's gonna be all right. bless us in this house today we will not fail to give you the credit, the praise, the honor, and the glory. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. This morning, for the time that's mine, I want to preach from the subject, while huddled in the house. Wild, wild, W-H-I-L-E, huddled in the house. Bless his name. Amen. The Bible says that on the first Sunday, after Resurrection Sunday, all the disciples were huddled up in the house. They were huddled in the house, the Bible says, for fear of the Jews. They were huddled up for, they were not huddled up for a disciples' reunion. To reminisce on all the great miracles that Jesus had performed. They did not huddle up in the house to talk about how Jesus had turned water into wine. They were not huddled up in the house to talk about how Jesus took a few loaves of bread and some fish and fed 5,000. They were not huddled up in the house to talk about How Jesus had raised Lazarus from the grave. That is not the reason why they were huddled up in that house. They were not huddled up in the house to talk about how Jesus had healed a man who had been born blind. And Jesus healed him and his entire household. Those were not the reasons they were huddled up in the house. Their tails were tucked... Uh, As scared little puppies. And they were huddled up in that house because they were scared of what the Romans would do to them. They were terrified about the alliance. About what the alliance of the Jewish religious leaders and the Roman government would do to them as followers of Jesus Christ. The crucifixion. Of Jesus Christ was the terrorizing event that made the disciples huddle up in the house. Fear was at an all-time high. And belief in Jesus as the king of the Jewish faithful was at an all-time low. It's just one week after uh, the crucifixion of Jesus Christ. How low can faith go? Amen. It goes low when you have put all your eggs in the basket of following Jesus. And you have all those eggs smashed in your face with the crucifixion of Jesus Christ. That's how low faith can go. Amen. Such disappointments can take you into a deep, dark place called depression. You don't ever want to get so uh, low in life that you become depressed and choose to lock yourself in a room by yourself. Amen. This is bad when you get depressed and you're all alone. It is bad to be depressed and disappointed and be all alone. You You need to be huddled up in the house with some folk who can help you to handle the hope. Blessed situations in your life they were huddled up in the house trying to figure out what is their next best move in life to regroup after the crucifixion of jesus christ amen they they were trying to figure it out y'all they were trying to figure out how do you regroup after you have been so badly wounded and disappointed in life how do you regroup how Do you pull it together? How do you decide uh, that the last disappointment uh, will not have the last say on your life? Amen. They were huddled up in the house trying to figure out what we're going to do next. Amen. Since our Jesus has been crucified. And just like COVID-19 has us all uh, huddled up in our houses for fear of infection and possible death. Such was the case uh, of the crucifixion. Amen. Uh, They were huddled up because of the crucifixion. We are huddled up because of COVID-19. Amen. And while we are huddled up. I believe God has some work that God wants to do with us. I believe the narrator's John's objective in focusing his lens on Thomas this morning is not to scapegoat or to label Thomas as an eternal doubter, but as an example of how one moves from a deep place of fear to strong faith i must say it again thomas uh we call him doubting thomas but if the text if you are true to the text uh, he did not stay a doubter no he was able to move from a deep place of fear and a deep place of unbelief to a profound place of faith in jesus christ as his god and his savior amen amen Thomas is not an anomaly in this gospel saga. Thomas is not alone in this thing of needing more information in order to believe. All of us have been at a place in life where we needed a little bit more information to firmly believe in Jesus Christ. In other words, we have been raised up in the church and we have heard the songs of Zion and we have heard preachers preaching the gospel but every now and then we need a little personal experience with Jesus come on now you know it's like ministering to this group called millennials Uh, uh, they don't really want to hear a whole bunch of theology and and they really don't want to hear a whole bunch of uh, exegetical work and historical background in the end they want to know if you uh, uh, want me to believe in your Jesus uh, what did your Jesus? Jesus do for you? How did he make a way out of no way for you? Come on now. How uh, was he bred when you were hungry for you? Amen. Thomas is just uh, uh, an example of how we grow from a place of deep fear to strong faith through jesus christ thomas epitomizes uh, uh, the twin personalities uh, of most disciples Uh, we exhibit uh, a combination of fear and faith uh, while housed in the same body somebody say amen come on y'all we are a bunch uh, or a ball of faith uh, sometimes uh, and we are a ball of fear sometimes come on y'all someday we live at one one foot standing strong on faith in God and another day uh, we stand on the leg of fear wondering if God really is going to take us through this tough and trying time of our life. I wish I had a witness somewhere out there today. Amen. You ought not be tripping or flogging yourself as a believer. uh, 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 when 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 your fear overrides your faith I say welcome to the adult world of walking by faith in Jesus Christ come on y'all every day with Jesus is not going to be a day where you have firm faith in Jesus Christ sometimes your fear get the best of you sometimes fear will cripple you and you cannot, come on, see your way forward, uh, that God will indeed take you through it. Amen. Sometimes in this life, you will get scared and want to lock yourself away uh, in a house by yourself. Let me say this to you today when you experience this tension between fear and faith. You oh, you need to be huddled in a house uh, with some folks who have been with Jesus. I, I, I will say it to you again. Uh, uh, when you experience uh, this tension uh, between fear and faith, you need uh, to be huddled up in a house uh, with some folk who have been with Jesus. As a believer, come on, I said as a believer. I'm not talking about just as a church goer, but as a believer. As a person who has dedicated your life to the Lord Jesus Christ. As a person who has given your heart to God, your mind to God, your spirit to God. You cannot have all your friends who are unbelievers. Come on, y'all. If you are a believer, uh, you ought to have some friends uh, who can believe for you. Come on, my God. Until you can believe for yourself again. Come on, y'all. You ought to have some friends. Oh, my God, who still get happy when Jesus shows up in their lives. You ought to have some friends, come on, who still get happy when Jesus shows up in their life? You ought to have some friends who says, like Joshua in the Old Testament, ask for me and my house, we will serve God. Everybody up in my house got to serve God. I wonder if I have anybody in here today. Amen. Anybody out there that can testify that you have decided that as for you and your household y'all gonna serve God. In other words, we can't go to the church house, but we gonna get up and pray anyway. We can't go to the church house, but we will watch the service online. Get up out of your beds. Come on, y'all. Bring the dogs, the puppies, and the cats. Come on. But we will serve God. Come on and put your hands together and thank God that you have a household where people still get excited about Jesus. Jesus showing up. John says Thomas's fellow disciples, they were glad when they saw the Lord. <laughs> I love it, I love it, I love it. It says the disciples were glad when they saw the Lord. If you are going to be quarantined for COVID-19, I pray to God that you are huddled up in the house with some folk uh, who still get excited uh, about hanging out with Jesus. I want you to ask your folks right now uh, who you at home with. uh, Do you get happy uh, uh, to hang out with Jesus? Do you still get happy uh, just to hang out with Jesus? I can only imagine I can only imagine, beloved, how complicating and confusing and even chaotic it must be to be huddled up in a house with folk who were not glad to see Jesus showing up. That must be some kind of miserable. That must be some kind of frustrating to be in a house either by yourself or with some folk who are not happy when Jesus shows up. It must be quite a quintessential essential quagmire uh, to be quarantined with folk who do not have a God consciousness come on y'all it must be some kind of mess it must be some kind of nasty to be up in a house with folk who won't even pray about uh, what you're fighting about come on my God I, 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 it must be some kind of some kind of quagmire I call it Listen to me when you when you were huddled up in the house with folk. You get to see all their emotions. Come on, y'all. You get to see all their emotions. You get to see all their flaws. You get to see all their trickeries. You get to see all their pathological, idiosyncratic ways. Come on, that just means you see how crazy they are. You get to see the real peeps. Come on, the real persons that you live with. You get to see their demons and their diseases. You get to see their weaknesses and their... Their strengths. You got to see their fears and also their faith. That's what happens when you uh, are huddled up in the house with folks in general. I can only imagine the depth of the psychological trauma that occurs when you are huddled up in the White House with COVID-45. Imagine going to work as a White House person or staff person every day and every day you got to lie about everything. Come on, y'all. That must be some kind of trauma to be able to be in a white house uh, with uh, with a psychopath. Come on. uh, And every day uh, you got to lie. And every day uh, you got to make a liar uh, look better. Every day. Come on y'all. That must be some kind of crazy uh, experience uh, to wake up to every day. Uh, All I'm trying to say to you uh, it is hard. It is crazy. It is draining to live in a house uh, with folks who do not have uh, A God consciousness. Come on now. It shouldn't be surprising then why divorce cases have spiked 70% above average, the folks are saying. And that's not to say that Christians were not getting divorced before COVID 19, but you are more likely to get divorced when someone in the house quits on getting excited when Jesus shows up and says work that thing out under the cover of grace and mercy and forgiveness. Somebody ought to get excited when Jesus shows up and says in as much as I have done it unto you, you go now and do it unto somebody else. It pays, come on y'all, to be in the house with somebody who still gets excited Excited when Jesus shows up. Come on, y'all. It's something about uh, living with somebody who got faith in God. It's something about living with somebody who knows what it is to experience the grace and the mercy of God. Listen to me. It must be some kind of mess to live in a house. With somebody who does not know, oh my God, how to get a prayer through. Somebody know how to praise their way through their problems in life. Listen, it pays to have somebody in the house who knows how to call on God to come help us to heal from our wounds. It pays to have somebody in the house who will call the demon by its name. Somebody in the house who will say we wrestle not against flesh and blood but against principalities and against powers and against rulers of this present darkness. It pays to have somebody in the house to remind
1: the house, come on. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. It pays to have somebody in the house who will say, If God be for us, then who can be against us? It pays to have somebody in the house who will say, One with God is a majority. And if you have a majority, you can make it. Lord, it gets that
0: oil out. Come on. (laughs) Ramonita said, grab the oil. Grab the oil. Come on, my God. It pays to have somebody who would anoint the house, Brother Nathan said, no devil can live up in here. It pays to have somebody in the house who would grab the oil and say, hey, come on, my God. When you come over the threshold of this house, come on, you will be blessed in your going out and blessed in your coming in. The protection of God would be with you when you leave and when you return as well. Hallelujah to Jesus. Amen. I'm about done today, but I got a couple more things to share with you. My sit on down. Amen. One thing I know about my Jesus. One thing I'm sure about my Jesus as we try to celebrate two things, and I'm gonna leave you alone for today. And it surfaces right here in this text, Reverend, when people of God Huddle together in a house where they are glad to see jesus shows up guess what jesus will show up when people gather together in a house where they are glad to see jesus show up jesus will show up oh god while huddled up in the house jesus will enter that house unannounced unannounced y'all the bible says the doors of the house were shut for fear of the jews oh i want you to hear me today there is no physical barrier that can hinder jesus from getting to you come on there is no geographical location that jesus cannot get to when jesus decides i am coming to restore your faith i am coming to restore your family i am coming to get you right where you are messed up jacked up jesus is saying I can come I don't have to have an invitation if you lock the doors I can still get in that's how Jesus works when he gets ready to restore you he knows your address and he is coming to see about you I want you to hear me today you may not be in the physical sanctuary but Jesus knows your address and he will come and see about you hallelujah to Jesus. John says it this way. He says Jesus came and he just stood there. You gotta catch it now. He just came and he stood there. While the disciples were sitting wallowing in their fears Jesus came and he just stood there in their midst. Is there anybody out there that still gets happy when Jesus comes and stands in your midst? Come on y'all. When he stands in your midst you feel a little bit stronger. When he stands in your midst, you feel like you can run on and see what the end's going to be. When he stands in your midst, he reminds you that you are not your own. You have been bought with a price paid for by the blood of Jesus Christ. Come on now. You ought to get excited when Jesus comes and stands with you. Jesus knows the condition of your household, y'all. Jesus knows whose faith is running on empty. Jesus knows who is feeling bad because they have betrayed Jesus. Jesus knows whose hope has made them suicidal because the things did not turn out the way they expected. Jesus knows whose resentment has resulted in destructive behavior. And yet Jesus has decided to come and stand in your household. I want you to hear me today. Your old preacher said, oops. I, I just saw something else in this text come on y'all Matthew says Jesus came according to the law and the prophet Mark says Jesus comes immediately Luke says Jesus comes suddenly come on but John just said Jesus came
1: and just stood there I don't know about you today but I get glad when Jesus keeps coming and standing up in my heart One day at a time Sweet Jesus Tomorrow may never be mine But if you stand today I can make it tomorrow If you stand with me In the midday hour I can make it Until the evening hour If you stand with me In the evening hour I can make it Through the morning Weeping may endure real joy is gonna come in the morning come on and put your hands together and give God a good hand clap of praise right.
0: I got one more point and I'm done real you gotta say this one yeah And I'm done. While huddled up in the house, Jesus' presence brings a present. His presence brings a present. Come on, y'all. His presence brings a present. Jesus' presence brings the present of peace. Jesus will gift you with peace in the midst of your fears. Jesus enters the house and he declares twice. Peace be with you. Jesus knows that when we are scared out of our minds about what the future holds, that we need peace. Come on, yeah. We need the pieces of our lives to be pulled back together again. Come on, y'all. Come on, somebody, and tell the truth. Your house might be furnished right now, but it can do it some. Peace. You may have cleaned it out a hundred times since the stay-at-home mandates were put in place, uh, but it still needs some peace. Come on. uh, It got a whole bunch of nice furniture up in there, but but it ain't got no peace. Come on, y'all. Come on, y'all. It might be a nice crib, uh, but it ain't got no peace peace in it. Jesus commands the disciples. He commands peace to be with the disciples. And I wanted to tell you this and I'm going to leave you alone. This peace is not an episodic experience. It's a lifetime series. It's not just one episode. Uh, as you watch like on Law and Order, it's the whole series. It's not just peace for COVID-19. It's peace beyond COVID-19 and covid with four to five oh my god god wants us to have peace because when we have peace we can see our problems differently oh my god listen to me when i was a little boy Uh, My grandmother had a family friend named Cleaver Henry. Uh, He was a single man of means uh, and used to pay my grandmother uh, to wash his clothes. Uh, We used to call him Mr. Henry. She called him Cleaver, Uh, and that was none of my business Uh, why she called him uh, Cleaver. Uh, All I knew was when Mr. Cleaver came by, more food appeared in the refrigerator and the cupboards Come on, Akko. Uh, you know the deal uh, about the Mr. Cleavers uh, of our lives. Uh, Mr. Cleaver brought us provisions, uh, but he did not bring us uh, any peace. When Jesus shows up, come on, y'all. He delivers not just provisions, uh, but peace in abundance. Peace that makes
1: you stand up strong when you want to lay down in your fears and your dis- Disappointments, peace that gives you a positive spin on your negative problems, a peace come on that surpasses all understanding, peace, y'all, come on, that'll keep you when you can't keep yourself, a peace that'll keep your mind from going all over the place. I wonder if there's anybody out there. Some Jesus peace is the peace that the world didn't give you and the peace that the world can't take away. It is the peace that brings joy back into your life, the peace that brings a love back into your life, the peace that brings courage back into your life, the peace that makes you get up and walk again. Come on that tells you stop and breathe and put one foot in front of the other. The peace that tells you, come on my God, that I won't lay down and let the devil have the last say, but I'm going to get up every day and look for the peace of God, the peace that I need for my family, the peace that I need for my church, the peace that I need to do my work, the peace that I need to run my business. In my life Is there anybody out there That needs the peace of God Somebody ought to say yeah I need that peace Got to have that peace This peace that I have The world didn't give it up, and The world